Our guest today, we have Grady County Commissioner Kirk Painter on the program. Kirk, thanks for coming in. We appreciate it. Thank you, George. And we have uh, Beth Malone. She's the Chief Nursing Officer out at Grady Memorial Hospital. Hi, Beth. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you, George. Doing great. Uh, we wanted to have uh, Kirk and Beth on the program today to talk about some things going on at the hospital, and Kirk specifically, too, about some things going on in, in county government. So, uh, Kirk, let's give a little brief overview of uh, uh what the county's been doing to help out the hospital quite a bit over the last uh, several years. Yes, uh, just recently we uh, gave the hospital on a capital call from them uh, $813,000, and that's for the property damage that they have had uh, to stay fluent with their insurance. And they're in a group with um, a lot of other hospitals, but... Uh, this is something that we felt like we needed to do because the hospital actually belongs to the county and we need to take care of our hospital. And uh, that is all county funds? Yes. Right? Yes. Okay, and there's a special account for that? Yes. I guess, so. It's, it's a contingency fund uh, that we have in there. And right now, I believe we've got around $2.5 And so... We're going to use a lot of it for the courthouse because the courthouse needs some upkeep in inside on the fourth floor and uh, the third floor. So, and basically all floors need need some upkeep over the years. So it's a, it's an old courthouse. It's, it's an old it's, courthouse. It's historical. Yes. It's yes. a it's a beautiful facility, but uh, it's been it gets it it's was, had its it's had its problems over the last. few It was years. built back after the initial fire in 1932-33. So mm -hmm. from where the jail sits now, that was where the old courthouse, and it burned down, and uh, then they reconstructed it up there on the corner, so in 1932, I believe. So uh, you've had some recent repairs with the chiller that broke down and yes. it had some damage? In, uh, yes, uh, we had some pipes, spring leaks up in the, up in the attic is what we call, and uh, luckily uh, we got some crews in here immediately and they got that repaired so we weren't shut down but uh, about a day and a half you know for the county workers to be out and uh, we projected two or three days but uh, the crews that we have on standby came in and got the asbestos cleared up and the repairs and uh, I don't know if you know or not George up on that fourth floor we have records that go back to uh, 1907 that the court clerk has up there. And we, until about, oh, three or four months ago, might have been longer than that, we were letting landmen and people go up and, and get those records and look at them and the public, and we had to shut that off because it just wasn't safe. Our safety director said, we just can't do that anymore. So. We're in the process now of getting those records moved down into the third floor where the jail was. And uh, so and, uh, when I was chairman back in 19, um, I had the opportunity to shut that jail down and uh, move everything over into the new jail, with, uh, Mr. which Mr. Gerlich runs. So that was a good thing. And then we cleaned it up and got all the beds and everything out of there and got the space to where we can put all the public records, you know, in certain cells and, and still keep the, the, uh, the, I don't know if you call it validity or the, the way it looks 
you know mm-hmm. we didn't want to cut out all the bars and everything just open it up we we left a lot of that so that way the public can come up there and view all that safely and and uh and our workers can be up there safely so all right and you're in the process of moving a lot of those records right now yes uh, right now yes mm-hmm. we're looking at a company we were going to do it with inmates and county people but those records are so vital to if if we've found a company that can come in and for about twelve hundred dollars eight eight hours they can safely move all those files down we just don't have the carpentry for them mm-hmm. yet but we're working on that and uh, we will move some of the files that aren't looked at probably over to the old da's office which is emergency management at this point uh we got to be able to preserve some of those we because still that's, preserve that's yes. that's history we're talking yes. about there to hate, hate to lose that we want to make it where the public can get to it you know safely mm-hmm. and everything and that's been a challenge for the last year here all right uh let's uh, bring in uh, beth malone now a little bit to talk about uh, some th- things happening at the hospital so uh beth again thanks for being with us and been out there for a little over 10 years yeah, I'm, uh, and I'm surprised this is the first time you've been on the radio. I don't know how we how we managed to miss you. Right, I'm actually starting my 11th year, yes. but it's my first year as CNO, so okay. that's a it's a it's a big deal. And what did you do before? Uh, before I was in the emergency department, I worked there for well a decade, mm-hmm. um, at night shift charge nurse, and then I became their emergency department director, and then I became the assistant uh, DON to Kathy Groseclose, who was the chief nursing officer. So it's um it's been a lot of growth. I've enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some things that are going on uh, at the hospital, and uh, there's some some great plans coming on. But let's uh, talk about some things happening over the last couple of years. Thank you, George. Yes, I, I'd like to tell you about some exciting things with Grady Memorial, um, and what's in the future with the growth that we've achieved. Uh, first, our emergency department has grown with doctors, nurses, and technicians, enabling us to be one of the best EDs in Southwest Oklahoma. We offer 24-hour emergency services, and we care for inpatients and outpatients alike. Um, we have an intensive care with, with nine beds. Uh, we've, we've grown quite a bit. We also connect with the Five Oaks Clinic, offering family practice physicians, pediatric services, specialty services, and express care. Um, we have a, a broad range of outpatient services, including a new state-of-the-art MRI machine that can perform breast imaging. And then we have a new ma- mam- mammography machine. Mm-hmm. It's 3D. Uh, we do pulmonary function tests and sleep studies as well. Um, finally, uh, with our new surgical center, we've been able to recruit some of the best surgeons uh, in the state who perform every day with our patients and offer small-town hospitality with big-town results. So I... I say that because, you know, you, you see small towns and you think, well, they really don't have the specialists that they need. Uh, and that's why you go to a big city. But we've got really some of the best surgeons in the state. The hospital went through big renovations, uh, Kirk, over the last uh, three or four years to get the surgery centers yes. built. And because uh, we had there was no surgery for for quite a while. Thanks to the taxpayers back in, I believe it was 15 that yes. uh, we passed the quarter cent sales tax and it continued it on so that's helped the hospital survive even through covid you know we had some rough times and but uh, it's kept where they can uh, the administrator and the rest of the staff can bring in these doctors and and they've done a great job i tell you they've done a 
uh, a great job for the community here. And if you don't think your tax money goes to something, I mean, I can't imagine Chickasha not having a hospital. And basically when I ran for this office back in the 16, that was one of the main things after leaving a town hall meeting in 15 is get this hospital up and running again and keep it vibrant. So brings in, I think it brings in anywhere between 225,000 or maybe 250,000 or so every month. Yeah, every month, every month. Mm-hmm. So it, it does pay for your benefit to shop here locally because it, it's just, it's just a great thing for Chickasha and the Grady County, right. you know, uh, Beth, talk about, we've got a couple new surgeons, right? A couple new surgeons coming in. We have Dr. Byers. He's pain management. Uh, he's expected September the 1st, so <laughs> within a day or two. That's, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Yes, he's, he's uh, very well known uh, from where he, where he comes from, and I'm trying to remember the state right now, mm-hmm. but I can say he's very personable. He knows what he's doing, and I, I believe that he will bring a lot of benefit to Grady Memorial. And then we have to have Dr. Sacompto. He is a new family practice uh, physician. Uh, he's fresh out of school, but he's, um, man, I really think he's going to go far at Grady Memorial. Looking forward to uh, meeting those individuals. So uh, good to have them on board uh, very soon. And some exciting news, too, is uh, planning for the future we uh, for the hospital. We do have some exciting right? news. Yes, the best news of all. So we're trying to open a new OB center that will enable us to care for new mothers with newborn babies, of course. That way you won't have to drive miles to get care. Uh, we'll do it in your own backyard, so to speak, so we're close. Um, currently, the way it is um, in Grady County, expectant mothers have to rely on prenatal care provided by physicians outside of the community and then required to travel a great distance to deliver their babies. The problem there is many times they cannot make it to Oklahoma City or Lawton. You can't predict when that baby wants to come, that baby's going to come. So they're delivering um, right now when they get caught in that kind of mess. They they come to the emergency department. Of course, we want to be there for them. Um, And we've delivered um, eight babies in the last two years in the emergency department, which it's not ideal because we deal with a lot of a lot of trauma we, we deal with a lot of oh sickly people mm-hmm. so you really don't want to deliver babies right alongside them it can be dangerous uh, for some mothers and babies who need specialized care and if you talk to any mother and ask them if they prefer to deliver in an emergency department or an ob suite you know the answer they're sure. going to want an ob suite right. and so the, the and so you've had a meeting i guess with some community leaders and stakeholders about trying to get some plans together for a little fundraising effort. That's right. We um, we have the task of putting the labor and delivery suites uh, back together according to the Oklahoma Department of Health Standards. Um, but we have, uh, oh well, and I want to say too, recruiting two new obstetricians to cover 24-7 because you, you have to have someone here in town. Uh, again, you can't predict when the babies are going to come, but, but we have. We've been talking to um, local stakeholders, community members, um, there's some possibility of state funding out there, some grants, uh, and then the medical professionals to gather the support we need for this initiative. So is there a timeline we're looking at about trying to get the, the funds together uh, we are, and maybe getting things going for it? We are hopeful that we can do this um, pretty soon. We'd like to have it built and, and, and up and running by January of 25, and that's really going to be quite a task. So you talk um, about that's less than a year and a half. So. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and if you consider the building, that's 
Ooh, that's right. a... So how many rooms and all that uh, okay, are we so looking at? we're looking at three or four OB suites. Uh, and, of course, you have to have a C-section suite. That's I know people are wondering why we don't have OB back yet uh, since they know we have surgery back. But you, you have to have the obstetrician to do the surgery, which is the C-section, in the surgery suite. Um, and, of course, again, with our when our surgery suites closed we lost our obstetricians they had to go to other hospitals to keep working um what's the what's the price tag for the renovations do we have an estimate on that we do have an estimate we've had uh, plans drawn up with an architect we've they're actually approved plans but um, it comes with a price tag around 6.5 million dollars so it's going to take quite a bit of fundraising quite a bit of investors to get this off the ground and i'm sure the hospital foundation is uh, actively uh uh, working on that and actively uh, so. working on that we have some great foundation uh, members members of the community who were talking to a lot of I think the golf well. tournaments coming up are pretty quick so we need yes. to get some get some folks signed up for that right and yes I might october mention, i might mention george the board we have a fairly new the board of board, trustees the board for the hospital the overall all board of yeah not just the foundation but the hospital yes 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 and i'm the representative i've been on the representative uh, from the commissioners on that for the last two or three years now since I've been in office. But, uh, yeah, we have some new board members and advisory board members that uh, have come on. Uh, the most recent one is the Chicken Express owner, mm-hmm. Brad Wilkerson. Yep. And uh, he's on as advisory for District 3. We try to get three members from each district. So, and that's seems to be working out real well and they meet they meet every month to go over to meet every month Mm -hmm. the last tuesday or the third tuesday it depends how it falls sure uh of every month at out at the hospital and it's an open meeting so anybody wants to come out and see how things are in i mean they're welcome to come yes beth anything else that you want to do highlight this morning maybe i just really wanted everyone to remember that we're trying to bring new life to Grady County, literally. So the OB project is near and dear uh, to our hearts. All right. So we'll be having more information about that uh, as it becomes available. So uh, just yes. keep us keep us keep us in the loop, so to speak. So, Kirk, let's go back to uh, some more things uh, about the county and specifically in District Two. What are some projects you're you're working on right now? Well, the last three years we've been shut down with a mechanical and issues on our chipping chipping machine and uh, our uh, distributor so we're out now hitting the roads pretty hard right now we try to do 80 miles of roads and I have 508 miles square miles of roads in my district and the last three years it's been pretty tough because of machinery failure but because of the allocation of the money that's come in from the state Uh, I don't know, a lot of people don't understand, we don't get money from Avalorum, not a dime. And everybody believes their road is maintained by the Avalorum money. It's highway funds that come in from the state, and then we divide it up by percentages. And uh, thanks to the new commissioners, I've got that 40-year of percentage straightened out. And uh, right now... District 1 gets 32%, I get 32%, and District 3, where uh, new commissioner Gary Bray is down, 
uh, gets 36%. He has more road miles than all of us, almost 700 down there. Wow. And they're bad road miles. I mean, uh, what's the what's the cost for a mile of road improvement these days? Oh goodness, it depends if you put asphalt on them or chip and seal. But a mile can run sixty to seventy thousand on a chip and seal, and uh, asphalt it'll run over one hundred twenty thousand. So, and a couple of projects that are going on right now uh, in District Two. Yes, we're uh, we're fixing to go into a letting out on the Washtenaw Bridge. Hopefully, that'll be here in October. And this is southeast of Chickasha, yes, right along uh, is that Cottonwood Road. Cottonwood or? Road, mm-hmm. uh, thirteen ninety. Uh, that project really it went in. I put that project in about three years ago, maybe not that long, but uh, that went in really fast. Uh, got pushed through. There was only two landowners. And they donated the right of way, and so that speeded everything up. Yeah, that's it. Let's uh, let folks know it's out by Union Hill area. Union Hill. Union Hill School used to be. Yes. Not, it's been not a school, East but it's been there. A, it's been yeah. a it's been a mechanical shop for a it's long a time. It's a big bridge, yep. and mm-hmm. that bridge was not really done right back in 1987. So, it, and it's a bus route bridge, and it takes a lot of traffic, and. Uh, so it is hazardous, and we're redesigning and moving it north, and it'll, it'll be neat once we get it done. And uh, what's the what, anticipated start time? Any, hopefully, any once the letting takes place, we can get a contractor on the same month, and uh, it's all up to the state. So waiting on the Department of Transportation uh, to come through with that? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. We'll talk to our friend Jay Earp. Down in Duncan. Yes. Jay's very, he's a yes. great guy. Yes, he is. Division 7, yeah. and he's helped us, uh, us out a lot, a lot since I've been in office, and he's just a great guy to work with. All right. Let's talk about uh, the Amber Road, and that's been something that's been yes, going on for a long road, time too, right? The Amber Road was put in uh, for a five-year plan back in 15, or late 15, early 16, just before I came into office, and that was under Mary Fallon's governorship, and uh, it started out to be about 4.3 million for 4.2 miles of road and one bridge, and we went through an engineering firm change out, which it was pretty difficult, and uh, so it jumped the next year to about 10.4 million and that was when Mary Fallon was leaving and so then they threw another bridge in the mix and this has just been growing and growing and the CERB money's been put back and I'm the vice president on the CED board down in Duncan and nine counties of us meet and uh, they asked if we could speed this thing up and I said I need it speeded up because it's a bus route between Pocas and Amber and we've already in the last three or four years we've already put about 300,000 into that road to keep it together and uh, the bridges aren't safe Um, they're scaring and and uh, under inspection right now. So the plan put shoulders on the road. That's it's it's, it's a pretty dangerous road. We we already had a lot of right of way already but we went and we had 31 landowners that we had to 
buy more right away from and that took that took a long time that took almost a year to get that done so it's just uh and that is to the tune of 750,000 on that right away so uh right now we're dealing with the water district up there rural water six and it was going to cost us to relocate their lines three million dollars and that was putting a big another year to two years hitch in the project so um i got that changed and hopefully we're going to redesign the layout of that and not have to go into maybe just maybe a million under a million so it's a big project and but uh we're 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 moving along a little faster i mean it i'm looking at right now maybe uh getting a letting on that from the state in 2025 at the earliest but still a ways away then still a ways away and, and we've had to change the speed limit on it and slow people down and it's it's been a struggle but uh We've got the money now uh, from the state, I mean, coming in, and they've uncapped our serve funds so uh, and broke up in three phases now. So, But the project has now grown to almost $16 million. So with inflation and everything, Jeez. it's just if we keep going on, we I don't know what's yeah. going to happen. But I, I think things are looking better. Let's talk about an agreement that commissioners recently came up with with the city of Chickasha yes. to help with the uh, roads and streets that the two entities share, I guess. That was brought to me uh, two or three months ago from the city uh, needing help on some of these annex roads that we used to take care of. We uh, being the county. The county, yes. And uh, up north here where the railroad yard intersection Just north is. of the Chickasha? Yes. North on, of the courthouse. On 4th Street. Yeah. And uh, that's probably what we're going to tackle first. But Jim Crosby came to me with an agreement, a mutual agreement. And he's the uh, public works director for the city. Yes, he is. And uh, we, so we can come, if they'll purchase the materials, which will be a lot for the city, uh, we can do all the work with our equipment. And right now, you know, with our equipment, it's, it's all up in good shape. I mean, we've got probably over $6 million now in equipment. Uh, just that chipper machine was over 400,000. And uh, so uh, we got roads down towards on the Cottonwood Road that's all broke up in annexed out the Griffin Edition, Sooner Road, and uh, Country Club that we had to drop because we weren't accredited for those roads. And we've always kept them up in the past, but for what's happened in the last year or two on these roads we we, we couldn't touch them anymore but uh, uh, you know we we I have a lot of small towns like Verdon, Amber, um, Pocasset in my area that we we can take care of the labor part the machine part on their city streets and stuff as long as the they're under the population of 5,000. State statute says we can come in as long as we have this mutual agreement. So this was, um, District 3 did this up on, down on Pipes Peak Road here a year or two ago on that road, and that went well. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're looking for to help 
Mr. Crosby and the and the city out with some of these roads that are desperately in need, so they don't have to spend all their money. I mean, and some other projects for District Three. You're talking about 16th Street, South the Country Club, possibly. Hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Bray's going to be looking at that next. Right now, he's out on Grand doing a big ceiling project in uh, west Seal, west of 29th Street, west right? of 29th Street, and uh, that's our borderline. He has the road, and I have all the people on the north side, so uh, we're 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 helping with uh, with that in the way of uh, staging all the equipment and stuff for him because he's all the way down in Rush Springs, and he's got all the he comes up into the middle of the center of Chickasha all the way to Florida Street, which was where uh, the tag agency and Wendy's is at. So uh, anyway. Uh, they're out there chipping and sealing on that and trying to get it up after their sealing project. So uh, doing some overlays and getting that road improved. So A lot going on. So, uh, Kirk, thanks for coming today. We really appreciate it. I know you've got an uh, open-door policy, so folks can get hold yes. of you anytime if they've got some questions or comments. Or we meet every Monday or, yeah. at mm-hmm. 9 o'clock unless there's a holiday, which is coming up, and yeah. then we meet the following day. At nine o'clock. All so. right. So next county commissioner meeting is going to be Tuesday. Tuesday after Labor Day, September the fifth, and in, anyone's welcome. We're down in the basement, and, and uh, if you want to come see the courthouse, just come anytime. And uh, Kirk Painter, District Two, Grady County Commissioner, and also Beth Malone, Chief Nursing Officer at Grady Memorial. Beth, thanks for coming in today. Thank you very much.